Hello and welcome to episode 1064 of The Sleeper and the Bust. It is Friday, June 10th. I'm your host, Paul Spore, joined this morning by Justin Mason. Justin, good morning, sir. Good morning. How you doing? I'm doing well. I got the number and the date right. Oh, there you go. That's a struggle. That, that is like the start of a good day when you right? know what day it is, what episode what number episode? you're on. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a good start. I don't know that I'm feeling as um as locked in as you, but I'm glad someone's going to carry the show. Is it because you're recovering from what Garrett Cole did to fantasy teams last night? Uh, or what the uh, opposing softball team did to, to my your body. softball team. Yeah, and, and my and, body. And your body, yeah. 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 You're back out on the um, field. We were talking about that for the first time in a while. You had to play the field a bit more, and so your body's like, Whoa, we have not done that for a long time, my man. What are you up to? Yeah, yeah. Three years off is, um, is a long time to not be doing – activities like that and then trying to go full bore yeah Yeah, exactly um, yeah i'm paying for it today uh, well i'll survive you'll be walking gingerly but let's talk some baseball maybe uh cheer you up a little bit get your mind off of the uh the soreness we're gonna do guess their sp ranking using the player raider like we did on tuesday i'm gonna give you the starting pitcher you're gonna try to guess where they are amongst starting pitchers and then we'll talk about them some might be some surprises high or some surprises low depending on where you think they might be and we'll see what your thoughts are on these pitchers going forward to a lot of interesting guys as far as uh, some who have been struggling, some who have been great, some who have been in between. But let's start with a little bit of news. Chris Sale is going to return as a reliever. How do you feel about this? Do you think it'll be long-term? Do you think it'll be as the closer, multi-inning relief? Would you be regretting holding Sale? Getting this news, if you've held him for two-plus months, what did you think when you saw Sale to return as a as a reliever initially? Uh, well, this is the first time I'm hearing about it. So well, there you go. Um, I'm breaking the news. To you. Uh, and you have return as SP. In, oh, I did uh, put in, SP. Yeah, my uh, brain defaults to so my fault. So you weren't prepared to. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think if he, it, you know, was going to return and only be like a three inning guy, then you, I think you want him to return as a reliever. Uh, because True. as a three-inning guy, he's not going to get wins. So uh, is it disappointing? Uh, sure, but this Boston team's not going anywhere. I think they, they probably want to be careful with him and not risk uh, injuring. Wait, wait, wait. Before you go too much further, I don't buy them at all, but they're 30-28 and 28 now on a big on a big streak. I mean, their they're win streak but 30 is 30-28 and 28 is fourth in the division. I, I fully grant that, but – they're also they have a wild card spot right now. It's yeah, all, it's I, all three I know, these teams. So. I, listen, I I was uh, dogging them out all year last year. They made me look foolish. I am back on the dogging them out train because I just don't believe they're pitching, and I don't think Sale can fix it, even if he comes back and he's Chris Sale, capital letters. But I'd be remiss if I didn't at least mention that they do hold a wild card spot right now, and they have an amazing offense. So. I just I just want to push back on not going anywhere. They could be going somewhere, especially. If I, they stand I stand by it. I stand by it. Fair enough. Not going anywhere. Fair um, enough. And I think I mean Chris Sale's future is more important than whatever uh, mediocre push they would try to make for the playoffs uh, this year. Anyway, so um, I you know I think they will stretch him out. I think at some point he will be a starter and probably be at least a five inning guy, um, but. Yeah, I mean, if for for right now, if he's gonna you know follow 
um, somebody in that rotation. Uh, that might not be bad necessarily for his, his fantasy value. Um, I've been holding him. Do I regret holding him? No, not really. Do I regret drafting him? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I couldn't get behind drafting him. I just didn't want to have that that stash necessarily but we'll see how it goes when when well i, I didn't draft him as a stash you I picked draft, him up. i i drafted him before the injury oh uh, okay 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 so you um, you were dealt this hand late yes gotcha, yes gotcha. this was that uh does change I, the outlook. if 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 i when in drafts where i knew he was injured i did not no, touch no. him no who, it was who no. leaves the rotation for him is it just whitlock um when, when sale comes back uh, or or should they piggyback? Should it be a Whitlock sale lefty? Yeah, I think it, combo. I think it should be a piggyback of, uh, um, and you know, I think by the time Sale is stretched out long enough to be a starter, um, another shoe will have dropped. I mean, you've probably. Got, I mean, you got you've Rich got Hill, aging Evaldi. Rich Hill. Yeah, mm-hmm. you got Yavaldi who um, last start was you know like Velo huge Velo down. drop. Yeah. Um, but I will say, not but, but also he's he doesn't have uh, two like fully healthy seasons in a row ever. He's never had back to back thirty plus starts. So we'll see if you. Know, I, I'm pulling for Yavaldi. I've been a long, long time fan. But also Pavetta has you know effectiveness issues at times, and Waka's had health issues. So, like you said, another shoe could drop. They might also want to start protecting Whitlock's innings because he only had seventy three last year. Um. And so, you know, how far are they going to push him anyway? Also, he is dealing with a hip issue lately, which might explain some of the volatility with Whitlock, including a zero mm-hmm. strikeout game two starts ago. So they're in flux overall. I get your general point about them not being anything special. I also happen to agree there, but I just would have been uh, remiss I mean, or, or attacked by Boston fans if I didn't acknowledge that they are at least playing well lately. I mean, they could also be a team that sells at the deadline, and you know, in the, in that scenario, both uh, Waka and Rich Hill, if they're still healthy and producing, could be on the move. So true, true. Um, so things yeah. will open up. You know, if yeah, things things will enough, work itself out, yeah. and they'll make a spot for him no matter. So it'd be at Absolutely. the cost of somebody for sure. Uh, Shane Boz returning this weekend from having the uh, the what was it loose bodies removed in his mm-hmm. elbow. He did go four and a third with 10 strikeouts in his last outing. It was 79 pitches. I think he's going to be another 80 or lower, you know, mm-hmm. uh, 80 pitch type guy at the max. So I'm not as excited. I, I This is one where I want to be wrong, but I'm just, I, I just can't get there. I, I just really think he's going to be four or five inning guy getting 80 pitches max pretty consistently. So I'm not that geeked about Boz returning from a fantasy standpoint. What, what do you think about it? Uh, he should be back Saturday against the the Twins, or or this weekend at some point. Yeah, my my biggest fear was he was gonna be a reliever or not be able to go deep enough in games to get wins if he was a starter. Um, I I'm surprised he even went four and a third. Yeah. In in you know in the minor leagues in this rehab, sorry, that's a good sign, right? I mean, yeah, they didn't just stop him at four. They you know they're letting him go a little bit, but I, I tend to agree with you. Like I. Like I just don't see any scenarios in which he throws 100 pitches um, in in a start this year. Um, you know, I think it would be just better if he was a follower. Um, like, I don't know. It's, it's like a babied Drew Rasmussen. Like yeah. Rasmussen is is kind of an 80, 80 to 90 pitch guy because that's the way they see him. Uh, Boz will be that, but with restrictions because they're worried about 
getting him hurt. Now he did build up. He went from 24 to 47 to 56 to 79 pitches, but I don't think he's going to build from there. I don't think he goes from 79 to 90. I think he really lives in that 80 to 90 range for Boz and probably won't even start pushing 90 until a few starts into the season. Again, if I'm wrong, that'd be great. I want to see Boz pop off. I was really excited about him coming into the season until the injury. But once the injury happened, I really felt like they're going to slow it down and kind of take it easy with him. And uh, I still feel that way. So I'm not, I'm not dying. Mm -hmm. I mean, if he's available, you go pick him up because he shouldn't, he should be on a roster, but I don't know that you're getting like a league winner here or anything. <clears throat> Sticking with the Rays, Andrew Kittredge is having elbow surgery. In fact, he's getting loose bodies removed. I think it's pretty similar to what Boz just had. Um, who's going to close for them? You, you picking up anybody specific, or is it going to be a total free-for-all now with the Rays closing situation? I mean, it feels like it's going to be a free-for-all. I mean, that's what it's kind of been anyways, uh, <laughs> in, you know, in their history and then really this year. Like, I think good. Jason Adam will get a shot. I think Colin Poche will get a shot. I think um, Brooks Raley will get saves. So, yeah, um, Poche and Raley are the two lefties. Adam is a righty. So is Matt Whistler. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Kittredge was the A guy. They, like I said, they usually have like an A guy, mm -hmm. but then other guys mix in. So even when Kittredge, you know, he leads the team with five saves, you got Ryan Thompson, we should mention him too, has mm -hmm. three saves. Poche, Rayleigh also have three, and Adam has two. Jason Adam, former prospect, you know, like top 10 prospect for KC. Mm -hmm. Um, looks really good this year. 25 innings with a 0.72 ERA, 0.64 whip, 30 Ks against eight walks in those 25 innings for Adam. You know, they have lefties to where they don't have to avoid Poche or Rayleigh because they could just go to the other earlier in the game. But if you're looking for that righty with the strikeout stuff, I think Adam is a good spec. I, I went for Poche in our main last week for mm -hmm. seven bucks just as a stash, and now that stash feels a bit better. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, especially if your save's desperate or, you know, like in our, and I think in our main, like, there's like eight of us who are within like three or four saves of each other. Like, mm -hmm. you know, getting getting a guy who is a closer could be like just a huge coup in a league like that. And I, I, I'm in a bunch of leagues like that. So I think that's Me probably too. pretty common. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't mind taking dart throws um, at guys uh, like that. It's just going to be so frustrating. I mean, Probably, yeah. you know, Jeff Smith might get six <laughs> saves. And if you're wondering who Jeff Smith yeah, if you're wondering who Jeff Smith is, I just made him up. But, but I agree. Um, he is yeah. in line. I am looking so, at picking him up. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I don't so, know. I, so, I hate diving into these situations. I, I feel you. But all are available. Poche, Adam, Rayleigh, Whistler, Thompson. Who would you go for this week? Would you go for Adam off I the think. radar? Okay, you go for Adam. Will probably be the most expensive, but not. I don't think he'll be crazy expensive unless he gets two saves this weekend. No, yeah. I mean, if anybody gets two saves this weekend, that'll drive they'll up go price, crazy. But, but other than um, that, yeah, more than likely, you know, people are gonna be throwing five to twenty bucks on all of these guys. Yeah, out of a thousand, by the way. All right, mm -hmm. guess the SP ranking. We went over some it's, player ratings. Oh. Last week, or on Tuesday, I should say, with hitters and a couple pitchers. And I was like, I should have made you guess. Well, now mm -hmm. I'm going to do that. So let's just start at the top. Who's number one? Who's been the number one SP according to the Rasball Player Raider? Who? okay. I'll take your first um, guess, and then I'll give you a clue. All right. I'm going to go with Kevin Gosman. No, not Kevin oh, Gosman. Right. American League, 
American League, okay. And you know what? Since you were in the right division, I'll let you know. You were in the right division. I was in the right division. Okay, so um, is it Shane McClanahan? It is. Nice. Wow. Yes, there you go. I thought you'd go go teammate Alec Manoa first. I was thinking, uh, but I didn't think he had enough strikeouts. He doesn't. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Gosman's actually fallen down to 23rd, believe it or not. Really? Yeah, he had a couple like mediocre starts recently or something because that really surprised me. He had 278 ERA with a 116 whip. You know what's crazy? 116, which I learned yeah, and talk about on another guy, that's like weirdly not that good. Yeah. Like weirdly. I, I was blown away on one of the guys we'll talk about here in a moment that I was like, how's he not higher? All right, next guy. Tony Gonsolin. Where's where's Tony Gonsolin at? Um, he's gotta be pretty high. Um, he's pitched really, really well. I'm gonna mm-hmm. say he is um seventh 158 era 0.86 whip 25 k and uh how many wins like five seven wins oh go a little bit higher, higher than yeah maybe seven. higher um is he fourth he is fourth tony wow. gonsolin is fourth now the wins certainly help that but everything else is great too it's not like he's just mm-hmm. some wins monster brilliant ratios Big key this year compared to last year's, he's really got those walks back in check. Remember last year, 5.5 walks per nine, just an obscene walk rate there. Uh, let me give you the percentage for my percentage folks out there. I was looking at BREF, 14%. So 14% walk rate, just crazy high for Gonsolin. He couldn't get out of his own way with the self-inflicted wounds there. Uh, this year, down to 2.8 on the per nine and 8% on the walk rate. Perfectly solid there. You can definitely live with an 8% walk rate and MLB best 4.9 hits leading to an NL best 0.86 whip and 158 ERA. And then the MLB high seven wins. Obviously he's an all formats guy starting all the time, but what is your expectation for Gonsolin the rest of the year? And I think primarily I want to focus on what you think volume wise, um, cause he had 50 innings, 55 in the majors and 12 more in the minors. So you're talking about under 70 innings last year, but he's 28, and frankly, they need him. So what do you think the Dodgers do with Gonsolin's innings this year? That's the million-dollar question for a guy like Gonsolin because he's pretty much like, isn't he like almost at his innings total? He already exceeded his major league total from last year. He had 55 and two-thirds last year. He has 57. But he only threw 12 and two-thirds in the minors. Exactly. It wasn't wasn't that many more. So he's he's going to exceed it in his next two starts more than likely. So so do you think they – can they get him to 150? I mean, he's again, he's 28. So he's not somebody that they got to baby along. You got to wonder if, like, there's going to be, like, a phantom IL stint at some point. Um, It is the Dodgers, so I understand mm -hmm. that concern. But I don't know that but, they can afford it. And they and it isn't a 10-day IL anymore for, for pitchers 15. So it's like you've got to lose him for two weeks. They've got a nice little lead in the West. So like I can No, it's down to two oh, games. No. Padres wow, it's been, down to two games. Yeah, wow. Padres um, been doing their thing, man. Um yeah, I I think they probably just need to ride him and hope for the best. That's kind of uh, what I'm thinking. I, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking Gonsolin needs to just be pitching. And the they, question becomes with that volume, does the effectiveness come down? Because, I mean, what he's doing right now is he's pitching the contact a lot. Um, you know, it's an 88%, 88.5% zone contact rate, 
but he's getting weak contact and he's getting ground balls. Yes. So 193 Babbitt for Gonsolin. His hard mm-hmm. hit rate is down nine points to 26%. Yeah. Um, and his barrel rate's down a point and a half to five five point six. We'll yeah, and that you know that twenty six percent is like top twenty in the league. Like, Gotta be, yeah. Um, so, I mean, again, everything is shaping up for him to be just a really, really good, effective pitcher the rest of the way. I just wonder if, as the workload increases and as he starts getting you know, to inning 100, inning 120, you know, things like that. Will there be effectiveness dips? Yeah. And so I think you ride it for right now and maybe even look to make a move um, with him as he starts getting over that century mark. You know, once he gets to 100 innings, see if you can try to trade him for a bat or something. I think you could sell pretty high on Gonsolin. He's on the Mm -hmm. Dodgers. Uh, he has his proponents out there. I don't think you're getting like a first round bat or anything. You know, maybe it's more of like a, a sixth to eighth round type talent. But you didn't pay sixth to eighth round pick for Gonsolin either, so that mm-hmm. would still be a big, big win. So, uh, and you've banked all this goodness. Exactly. Like, you, you got know, by all the time that you too. get to that point where you know you get another 50, 60 innings. That's still going to be a hundred, hundred and ten innings of really good work that you got from either a guy you picked up off the waiver wire or a guy that you got with one of your last picks. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I think I would uh, hold him for now and just keep riding the hot streak. And But it's also one of these guys, like, he's not a set-and-forget-it guy, right? Like, you've got to be monitoring his starts and seeing, like, okay, are things starting to go awry here? Is this now the time to jump off? Um, but I think, yeah, around 100 innings, 110 innings, I'd look to try to trade him off to somebody uh, for a bat and uh, and hope, especially if you you built some good pitching and he's kind of if Gonsolin's mm-hmm. surplus for you, then you're in a great spot to trade. Yeah. Him. You can maybe even do that now. By the way, we didn't expound on on Sugar Shane. I think we both agree that he's just a full on ace, right? Absolutely. We didn't really say anything um, else about him, but he leads baseball with 98 Ks. He's also tied with Gonsolin for those seven wins. He leads the American League in innings at 72 and a third. I think he gets up to like 170 innings this year. He had 123 last he's, year. McClanahan did. I think he's going to get 30 turns. He's an absolute monster. Just um, and uh, Tampa Bay just doesn't have the the strength in the rotation and in the bullpen that they used to, where they could like baby him at all. Like they need him to be a horse in the way that Glass now was a horse for them. Uh, you know, for for a couple of years. Uh, and so yeah, I mean, yeah. Is he my number one pitcher in uh, you know rest of the way? It's close. It, yeah, I, mean, it, he, I don't it, think he quite is, but he's top five for me from Rick Lanahan. Yeah. I will have my SP ranks out next week. Finally, I know it's been taking me forever, y'all. I'm very sorry. I'm going to do every other week going forward, too, because it's been so long since I've done it. I'll get some SP ranks out on the Patreon as well. All right. Moving on. Where is Shane Bieber ranked? Shane Bieber, let me give you some numbers here to help you out. Shane Bieber has 91 ERA, 112 whip in 65 innings with three wins, 26% K rate, 6% walk rate. Uh, well, I'm trying to think of what now, you know, where, where he compares to Gosman, you said was like 24th or 27th or something like that. 23rd, um, yeah. I'm going to go, he is 28. Lower. Lower, uh, like 35? Uh, higher no. 
10 spots higher than that, 45. And he was the guy that Ooh. when I saw the whip and I was like, that whip isn't really helping him in the calculation because it yeah. gives like each category like a, a value. And his 112 whip barely moves the needle. And that kind of floored me for uh, for Bieber. I just – I would have expected the whip to be a bigger deal, and it's just not um, at 112, which is kind of surprising. I thought 45 was kind of crazy. Now, three wins – that, that's one thing I, I almost should have done it like without wins since that's so team dependent, but that's part of fantasy value. And that's what we're judging here. So three wins certainly doesn't help him. He's over a K in inning at 68 in 65 innings. I feel like he's been great though. I know the velos down. I think sometimes we freak out too much about velo drops and ignore when somebody's pitching well. And I think that's what's happening with Bieber because all I keep hearing is about how the Velo's down, and it is down over 1.5. It's at uh, 92.9 last year, 91.2 this year. But at what point do we stop worrying so much about that and recognize that he's been excellent with the lowered Velo? Yeah, I, I still feel like like there's just going to be a shoe dropping with him. Um, but Which, you're right. The only I, shoe that would drop is injury. Yeah, I just feel like that's there's something pitch. there. Yeah, I don't know. I just, just I, I've been so scared of him. I, I guess you um, agree with the consensus doing, then. You're worried I, about the field. I, I do. I you know, but I mean, you also can't deny what he's done so far. And you know, we say this all the time. Yes, are there players with more injury risk than others? Absolutely. Sure. But every pitcher has injury risk. Has a pretty high injury. Yeah. So like I, you know, you don't want to downgrade him too far because we're now dealing with smaller samples remaining exactly. than we were at the beginning of the season. And so there's less time uh, for them to get injured. Um, yeah. I'm, you know, like he's not a guy I'd be like actively trying to go trade for or anything, but like, if I've got him, I'm not, I'm not selling him either. Yeah. Uh, you know, everything, I mean, that's the way to play it. you know, everything is in line for him to have a pretty darn good season still does give up a lot of contact uh in the zone i mean he's got a career high like 87.7 how do you feel about so, this you're, you're mm -hmm. ready for this I, I just before you go too much further because i just i want to see how much this changes your outlook at least for the immediate future my man has shane bieber has at colorado at the dodgers next week that's, <laughs> that's, a, so that's a two start yeah yeah i there's like I, i'm starting I am. Uh, start your aces, man. I, that's devastating, but like, I'm not benching him. I'm not. I would bench him. I don't think he can bench your guy with a 290. But I also guy. don't have to make that decision. I don't either. So it's anywhere. a lot easier for us to say, um, but I, I would, you know what? I'll start him in DFS on both days, put my money where my mouth is. I, I'm going to hold you to that because I, I will. Be, I will. Tell me. Um, Remind me on Tuesday. I, I will absolutely. I'll put a reminder you. in right now to use Bieber in both, both starts there, just to say I'm putting a little skin in the game there, just so that because uh, I don't have him anywhere. So yeah, it is easy for me to say, but I'll put I'll put my five bucks on it, which is you know is not crazy, but it's right, it's so a little skin in the game. I want to give you some two start pitchers, okay, and you're gonna tell me whether you would rather start. Bieber, Bieber on that on that two start, okay, or, oh God. or these scared. guys on the uh, on their two starts. Alex Fado is home versus Chicago and home versus Texas. I mean, I do prefer that. I would. Oh God, I'm gonna still start. 
I'm going to still go with Bieber over him because of the Ks. Although Fiedo has been getting into his swinging strikes a little bit, hinting that more Ks are coming. No, I'm still going to go Bieber. But, man, you already, you already challenged me there. And you used a Tiger. That was dirty pool to go Tiger I, It was, it was just like the – it was like I just pulled up the probables grid, and it was like the first one where I went, oh, like that's uh, – I mean, I'm starting that too, but if I have to rank them, which is what you're asking, I'm still mm -hmm. going to go Bieber ahead. I'm going to go with the better pitcher. Um, that was the White Sox, by the way, when you said mm -hmm. Chicago. I figure most yes, people yes, know yes. that, but because there's interleague, I just want to specify. Cr Christian Javier is at Texas and home versus – the White Sox. Oh shit, that one's tougher because I'm not worried about his blow up. I think that's pretty standard mm -hmm. blow up. So he's still been great. He gets the Texas start, which is nice. Damn, dude, you've made this very challenging. I'm gonna go with Bieber still. Okay, Zach Eflin, who's been great, oh. is home versus Miami and at Washington. I gotta go Eflin over Bieber there. That those those are two cushy starts, and he uh, has been pitching well, like you said. I'm gonna go Biebs. I mean, I'm gonna I go can. Eflin on on that. So it's Eflin, Biebs, Fiedo. Uh, who was the other guy? Um, da, da, da. Uh, oh, Chris Javier. Oh, Javier. Oh shit, Javier over Fiedo, maybe two. I like, like and these are all reasonable. These are all good, man. Like these I, could I all like be Bieber. on a team together. I totally agree. Um, I, I got another one for you. Merrill Kelly, home versus Cincinnati and home versus Minnesota. Merrill Kelly, home versus Cincinnati and home versus who? Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota. Oh my god, that's a and good then part. I, and, then here, I got, that's... and then I got one more after this. Okay, I'm gonna go Bieber and Eflin mm -hmm. over Kelly. over Kelly. What about Alex Wood, home versus Kansas City and at Pittsburgh? He's the top. Okay. He's the top for me. Like I, I like this. I, I like Bieber. I don't like this setup at all. Um, so I got to go with a guy who I like a lot in Alex Wood with a markedly better setup. He's the number yeah. one guy on that whole list. There, but there's think. no like fringe starter in like a 12 team league that you're starting over Bieber Correct. on a two start, no matter the matchup, right? Correct. Because he's been so good. I'm going to trust my ace. I know it's devastating to go to Colorado and then the Dodgers. Like it's bad. But I just—it's the bad luck of the draw. I'm not sitting my 291 ERA guy, who's who's a proven guy too, right? Like this isn't Martin Perez with the 281. This is Shane yeah. fucking Bieber. So I'm gonna go with it. It's scary. It's tough. But I, I I'm not gonna sit him. I'm gonna go with it. Okay. All right. Where does Carlos Rodon rank on the Rasball oh. Player Raider? By the way, it's Rasball.com/slash Player Raider, all one word for those that want to ever look this up. It's a very useful tool. Mm -hmm. Um, Rodon has not been. Rodon-esque. Okay. You're um, already on the right track there. I'll, I'll give you that hint that, yes, you are in the right uh, frame of mind to suggest that. 351 I'm, ERA, 125 whip, and NL best 11.4 Ks uh, for 75 Ks in 59 innings and four wins for Rodon. I'm going to guess he is 52nd. Bro, you're insane. He's 51. Boom! You're insane, dude. That's so good. You want to guess, or you want to know this too? The names uh, that he's sandwiched in between: Sean Manai and Logan Webb at 50 and 52. Like, so three guys down there, in and and Javier's 53, Arias is 54. So four guys right there that were expected to be top 20, 25 guys, if not higher. Uh, actually, Javier is the low one. All those other guys are like top 12: Rodon, Webb, Arias, and they're down in the 50s right now. So. Mm -hmm. 
and I'm not sitting any of them, right? I'm, I'm starting yeah. all four of those guys. Are you now you're a Giants fan, so you watch more Giants mm-hmm. games consistently. You mentioned that Rodon has not been Rodon esque. He gave up the eight at St. Louis, bounced back immediately with a six inning, two runs against the Padres, but then it's five and a third, three runs, five innings, one run, which at Philly was fine. They ran up his pitch count and then four innings, two runs against Colorado. And again, they ran up his pitch count 98 in those two games there. Um, Are you concerned at all to the point where you would do anything actionable or you're just riding it out? Cause it's a little bit of a bumpy road here for Rodon. Um, I, I think the, uh, it depends on what your expectations are, right? Are you, do you think that he is, an ace did you draft him to be an ace like I think a lot your... of people did like projections love it think about he's not. he's not an ace like he's not a he has ace level talent but the giants are not letting him go deep into games um, well no and... i i think it's his own fault 99 98 98 pitches in these last three when he's failed to go more than five and a third yeah, it, i think it absolutely is fault. but it also i don't also don't think the giants want him to go over 100 pitches yeah, um, one ten is his max this year, and he reached that on a twelve strikeout six inning game yeah. against Colorado. Um, and so I, I think that if you're thinking that he's going to be a guy that uh, is going to give you like a lot of it, really good innings, I don't know that he's going to be that. I think he's going to be a guy who gives you some some good innings, but it's going to be less than you expect from um, your your top tier guy. He, he uh. You know, there were a couple of games where it felt like he was getting squeezed a little bit, and you could see the frustration on his face, and I think it really mm-hmm. affected him. Um, but, yeah, I just – he has electric stuff. He absolutely does, uh, and he still does. But I just – I don't know that he is – he's an SP2 right now. I think he's like an SP3 or 4. For um, or okay. Yeah. So um, that, that is a level of concern now. How actionable is it? I don't know. You're not. Yeah. Are you? Oh, I don't know that you're going to sell him. Yeah. So you're probably not going to sell. But what about this? Uh, next week it's at Pittsburgh. Easy start, no yeah. problem. Um, and the week after it's at Atlanta. You starting Rodon automatically in tens? Yeah, I think so. Okay. What about a, like a, a one-off week where it's at Colorado or at the Dodgers? Would you would you automatically be starting Rodon star, in a ten? Week. Not a two start. Not a two start. <laughs> Let's just say one one game um, in a ten because in twelves and fifteen twelves and deeper, we're not even considering benching. Right I now. think it becomes a question of of what you have else on your roster. Okay. Um, I don't think he is an insta start in Colorado um, or. You know, or against the Dodgers or at the Mets, you know, and the, yeah, Mets, the are... Mets, my goodness, they've been so good. So I, I think that's fair with Rodon. Like there was a big expectation for him. He's been good. He's still, like I said, 12s and deeper, set it and forget it right now. Tens, I think you have a little bit more of a question, depending on what sort of rotation you've built. If Rodon has a really tough one start week, you might be looking to like a Zach Eflin getting two starts over him in a 10 teamer type deal. And you might not have thought that at the beginning of the year Mm -hmm. with Rodon. And I think the giants still have designs on October. They don't want to waste all his innings to where they don't have him in October too. I think that is the, the most important point that the giants are a team that's looking at October. They, they know from previous experience that the way you win in October is starting pitching, right? Having three, three or four starters, who can just dominate the other team and then having a strong bullpen like they do. So yes, um, I, I think that they are going to be cautious and careful with him. 
uh, and make sure that he is available for them. Him and Webb are available for them in uh, in October. So, like, I think it's yeah. Have both of the both of them have been disappointing, um, considering but, where but you still good. them. But yeah, I, I agree. Or, I agree. Quick, yeah, quick word I, on Webb. That, that was Rodon that we were talking about. Quick word on Webb. 377, 180, 119 uh, with his whip. 59 Ks and 71 and two thirds, I think, is the biggest disappointment with yeah. Webb, at least for me, because I was I was fully in on Webb. Mm-hmm. I had him ranked 10th in my final rankings. I was super gung-ho that he was legit unquestioned. Where's your level of concern with, with him? Can he get his strikeouts back? He's still he's, he's down like two points on swing strike rate, which is a pretty big deal when you go from, from 12 uh, to 10. So can he get the strikeouts back, or is he just more of – Last year was the career year, and he's going to go back to being like a solid Matt Cain esque mid tier guy because he kind of looks like Matt Cain too, to be honest. Yeah, I think he is kind of like Matt Cain. Um, and you know, I, I he gave up so much contact last year that like you had to wonder like, and, and has throughout his career that um, uh, that like these huge strikeout rates we saw kind of brewing. Like maybe those were fraudulent, um, and I meant uh, I and I did too. Like I had him in my top fifteen. Um, you know, I, I think that I think we got excited by a potential breakout from a guy that had been talked about for a long time, yep. and uh, maybe the industry as a whole didn't do its due diligence in kind Not of looking team. at the profile. Yeah, in a great park, in a good park. Yeah. Off a breakout, like all these yeah. factors added up to at 25 years old. You know, it's all there yeah. for Webb. So, um, does that mean he can't get it back? I mean, he absolutely. We we saw him do it. He could definitely get it back. But um, at the moment, I mean, we're talking about a guy who, you know, 88% zone contact. You know, gets a lot of ground balls to get out of innings quickly. Like, I think that that is more of who I think he is. Kind of Matt Cain is. Yeah. Would you? Would you buy Logan Webb right now if there's a, a discount? I already available? have. Okay. Yeah, I, I I I traded him or I traded an injured Eloy uh, in, in in a dynasty OBP league where you know obviously Eloy's lack of walks uh, um, f- uh, for Logan Webb. Um, yeah. I was I'm I'm even though like it hasn't been great since then like I'm I'm not regretting that at all. No, I, I don't think you should. I think there's a good summer and a good start next week with Casey and at Pitt. He gets that same two step that Alex Wood mm-hmm. does for Logan Webb. Uh, let's stay in the NL West. Actually, with our next two guys, one on the disappointing end, this next one, and then one on the uh, positive end, Walker Buehler. Only clue I'll give you is he's lower than Rodon, but you probably didn't need that clue. That's probably not that helpful. You knew that. 384 ERA, 131 whip in 61 innings. Does have the six wins to help counterbalance, but a 20% K rate. And I will say, I'm a big Bueller guy. The Bueller detractors have consistently questioned if he can maintain the big strikeout rate because his swing strike rate is just good, not elite. It's been like 12%. It's never been like that 14 15% that usually breeds a... 28, 29, 30% strikeout rate, which is where Bueller's been. He's at 20% this year with a 12 with that same 12% swinging strike rate. So where are you uh, on Bueller and where, or where do you think your ranks? And then we'll talk about where you are with him right now. At 131 whip and a 25% strikeout rate. No, 20%. What? Oh, wow. 20% strikeout. Yeah, oh, sorry. I, was, I, I looked at his, his projection rest of the season. Um, who, oh, um, 
I'm gonna go 69. <laughs> You're insane, dude. 68. No, there we go, baby. That's insane. I yeah, did this, it for the meme, but I, got I love there. it. I think the six wins are saving it, or else he'd be in like the 80s because uh, mm -hmm. we know seven is MLB lead, so six is right there. Because I mean, 131 whip. A near That's four ERA. disastrous. From twenty percent Ks from a potential first round pick. I mean, he was going on the yeah. 15, 16 turn in fifteen team leagues. Um, that is, you know, a disaster. If B Woody had been gone, I'd have gone Betts Bueller. Oh man, I wish you had. Like, I mean, <laughs> I, no, I, I know. Yeah, of course, we're competitors. I don't. I'm mm -hmm. taking offense to that, but yeah, that's exactly what I. Not that Woodruff's been amazing, but uh, I Woodruff's guess, been brutal too. Like I mean, yeah, that's I've what I'm saying. Like yeah. maybe six of one, half dozen the other at this point. But at least, at least Woodruff. Somebody went pocket there. aces with Bueller, Woodruff, hundred percent, um, and uh, and they're in there in some pain right now. Yeah, they um, are. yeah. Anything actionable though? Are you doing anything like is it? Is Bueller like a sit on a one start at Colorado week, or is he just set it and forget it and you just let him work through it? Because I am, I that's where I'm at personally. I'm not taking him out. I'm nervous. I don't love the way he's been pitching, but I, I can't see a world where I ever take Bueller out, even at I Colorado mean, one start. He's had an at Colorado and, you know, is gave up two earned runs uh, in five innings, struck out five, like he was fine. Mm -hmm. Um, that was opening, uh, it was opening, uh, week. Oh, start, that's right. So. Yeah. That was, that was the first start for um, me this year. So like, yeah, I don't, I don't think like, I believe in that talent just too much. Me too. Um, like he, he is, uh, he is absolutely electric when he's on the mound. So like, I'm, yes, this is, uh, some bumps in the road. I'm not super worried about it. I think he's going to be fine. And, and I think the strikeouts will come back a little bit, maybe not to so. the level, um, at least the swing strike rate isn't down from where it's at. Yeah. Like I said, I know it's it's been a little unappealing for folks. <laughs> What's funny, by the way, though, I guess that's just what happens when you get into the ace tier because like 12% is usually like pretty good. But people yeah. have been pushing back on it because it's not top of the scale. So I get it. But I still it's, think Bueller is an ace in the make. Like he's an ace. Uh, yeah, like I don't think he's going to be maybe, – maybe he doesn't return to like 28 29% strikeout rate, but like – he could be 23, 24, 25. Like yeah. 20 is way too low. Like he yeah. should be getting more strikeouts. And I think, you know, the whip should, I mean, he's too good of a pitcher to have a 131. I'd buy yet. Bueller like, too. I'd buy, yeah, I'd buy Bueller and Rodon mm -hmm. here. Um, if there's any measure of a discount, I don't even know if I need a discount. I'd still buy, like I'd pay a top bat for Bueller if I needed the pitching. But I mean, because not even finagle out, a discount. Outside of that last start against the Mets, which, you mm -hmm. know, like I said, Mets are a great team. Like, he's gone at least five innings in every single one of starts, including a complete game shutout uh, earlier in the season, a seven innings. Like, he's a horse. Yeah. And, like, he's a G. I think at worst, he can volume his way into, you know, being a top 25 starter the rest of the way. Yeah, because they had 208 innings for him last year for Bueller, mm -hmm. knowing that they were going to make the playoffs. I think, like, he, again, he's an ace, I believe, or at least an ace in the making. They're not going to put to total Where do you think you're going to have him ranked in your SP ranks? Is he going to be, I mean, he was a top, he was probably a top five guy for you coming like into the season. Third, I think. Yeah, I, so, I, like. I very high on him. Probably down to, like, twelve. It's okay. not going to be that big of a drop. Like, uh, so it's going to be I'm, out of the top 10, but not out of the top 50. So he's still an SP1 in 12 exactly. and 15s for you. Yeah, he was fourth. I went Cole DeGrom, Woodruff, Bueller. And I'd had him at two. I dipped him down a little bit to leapfrog DeGrom. Dude, that's a brutal Woodruff. top four. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah.
I mean, I think everybody's got to be feeling that way. If you took a starting pitcher in the first round, you were kicking yourself because people well, especially after what Cole did last night. Yeah, and then Scherzer and uh, no Urias. Uh, yeah, Urias. Yeah, I mean, it's been just a brutal year for for starting for top. If you drafted top tier starting pitching, um, Burns is far and away the best, right? Yeah, because even with last night's start, he's still sub three with a sub one whip, mm-hmm. and like even Cole's ugly start last night still only pushed him to three sixty three ERA, and he has a one hundred seven whip with a thirty one percent K. But last night was devastating. Five homers for Garrett Cole, crazy town. Oh, it just crushed me. Uh, just devastating. Let's stay in the NL West with a positive. Mackenzie Gore, he has been brilliant this year. He has a 160 ERA, 107 whip in 45 innings with four wins and a 30% strikeout rate. Where's Mackenzie Gore ranking right now? Ooh. Um, I'm actually surprised he has as many innings as he does. Um, Me too. He's got to be... Uh, is he 22nd? He's very close to that. He's 19. Oh, you're doing well, man. You're doing well. All right. Uh, so he's been wonderful. He's sandwiched in between Scherzer and Lauer, which speaks to Scherzer's excellent set despite being injured because volume certainly helps. I mean, it can hurt too if you have bad ratios. Yeah. Um, but you, I think the fact that Scherzer won five of his eight starts, has helped him stay up there despite the injury. 254 ERA, 0.95 whip, 59 strikeouts in 49 innings. I guess he has more innings than Mackenzie Gore anyway. So I guess Mm -hmm. Scherzer hasn't been out that long. Never mind. But he's in between Scherzer and Eric Lauer, Mackenzie is. And he's been awesome. My only concern with him was when Snell and Clevenger were working back. I was like, are they going to put him in the minors to to, to keep him starting? And they haven't had to do that. Um, the fact of it is, is I, I don't think they would, uh, not, at now. This point. No, like, not, I, not yeah. at this point. I thought they would earlier when he hadn't, I mean, four or five starts ago, I was talking like, okay, they might put him down. And I was still saying, don't cut him though, because this mm-hmm. is speculation. I have no idea if this is true. And Nick Martinez had been pitching well enough to kind of stay in the rotation. Um, I think though, if, if Clevenger and Snell both come back healthy, then they're running a six man and they're putting Martinez in the bullpen. You cannot take Gore out right now. How could you possibly? No. How maybe they trade. Maybe they trade an arm for. Maybe make a move, but you know, yeah, you cannot move Gore out at this point. Um, and then and we'll see if Clevenger and Snell can both get back healthy. I know Snell's mm-hmm. back, and we'll see if Clev Dog can join him. But uh, Mackenzie Gore, man, nineteenth. I guess uh, what's the season outlook then? Remember last year dealing with the yips, pitched uh, what like. 50 innings, I think, thereabouts. Yeah, that's the big question is, like, how how far are they going to let him go? Uh, yeah, I so think what, six-man what rotation would make a lot of sense for them because they could, you know, take a lot of pressure off of all of those arms. Exactly. Um, you can know, he get 100 more innings? Can he get to 148? I think he can. Um, yeah, I, th- I think he can, and I think they can be pretty good innings. Um, I think so, too. So, I mean, I've always been a, a Gore guy, I you know. Uh, even stick with them in like dynasty and stuff, even after I did, last year, yeah, nice, dude, that paid off. So, yeah, so um, I think it's uh, you know he's one of those guys where uh, the talent was always there. I think it was all mental for him. Yeah. Um, and so again, the rumor was the the yips last year. We don't have a thousand percent confirmation on that, mm-hmm. but that he was just mentally lost, couldn't put the ball anywhere where he wanted it, and mm-hmm. just Mackenzie Gore was just struggling like crazy. And we were worried, like, is this the Forrest Whitley route now? Mm-hmm. Nope. 
He totally pivoted, had a brilliant spring. It has paid off into a brilliant start to the regular season. It's hard not to uh, be very excited. That, about that Padre team, team, man, they get Tatis back healthy. They're going to be. That's scary. like a trade acquisition of yeah. a major. Player um, yeah, me, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, people are talking like, oh, what it would take to get Soto? Like, the Padres are going to get, you know, one of the best players in baseball on their team. Without and giving up an asset. Without giving up an asset. They gave up James Shields. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I meant to their <laughs> current team. But, yeah, that. That, it cost them James um, Shields. Big game, James. Uh, do you think Soto gets traded? No. They can't it, do it, right? I think so. If he does, it's in the offseason. I don't think there's an in-season trade. They have to wait till his last year, right? They, they got to, right? I mean, never say never, but I just don't think that there's an in-season trade to get it done. I, you've got to try to sign him, right? Like, I think you've so. Gotta, Absolutely. Do you think he just doesn't want to play there? He got he did turn down a giant offer, didn't he? Already the, the three hundred million three hundred million, yeah. Maybe. So yeah. I mean, he might not like it's not it's not a great outlook right now. Like, what are they what are they clinging to in Washington outside of Soto? Their second best know. player is a free agent after this year, Josh Bell. Uh, yeah. they, well, he's they, definitely Ruiz, getting, yeah. Bell, Bell is definitely get getting traded. Ruiz so. and Gray, the returns for the Scherzer Turner deal, that's great. I like both of them. Mm -hmm. They both are showing that yes, they are going to be real pieces. Um, you can get hyped about Luis Garcia. He had a great triple yep. A run before coming up. I still am excited about him. He's 22. They've got but, some interesting pieces, but, but, but like that where, rotation is yeah, I the mean, pitching is a nightmare for the future outside of Josiah Gray. Yeah. You got I mean, Shosberg throwing 50 miles an hour, Eric Fetty and Patrick Corbin right now in the rotation. Kate Gavali's coming up soon, but like mm -hmm. I don't know. It, it's brutal there. I still think you got to try to sign Soto. No, oh, yeah. I mean, you got. I, mean, I would do him, anything I can. Four hundred million to sign him. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Mm -hmm. Anyway, let's move on to our favorite, Kyle Gibson. Now, oh boy, four forty ERA, one twenty seven WHIP, three wins, twenty two percent K rate, and fifty seven in the third innings. Remember how well he started. He's back to where Kyle Gibson normally is. So, how dare you? As always, he was a stone cold fraud. <laughs> and uh, I should have caught him after the 293 ERA. Kept, yeah, April. you could. You, I'm glad you kept him. I, I did. Uh, I did. Yeah. So uh, where is our buddy Kyle Gibson ranking right now? Okay. So 127 whip, 440 ERA. Okay. Um, and only a 21.6 strikeout rate. All right. I'm going to say that this is – he is a hundred and third. Crazy good at this. One ten. Ah, I almost went one twelve. You're crazy um, good at this. Sandwiched in between Alex Wood and, and Mitch White right now. Um, I will say, just to gas myself and make you feel bad, I've gotten a three sixty seven one twenty out of him. So I've missed some of the bad. For those ones. of you not watching on video, I'm getting, I'm I'm getting I'm double birded right now. Mm -hmm. The, the, I, uh, the birds that uh, he was chasing around a few episodes ago have returned in my office. I avoided <laughs> the Dodgers start for obvious reasons, and he and he got mm -hmm. blasted in that one. Uh, I forget the other one. I was probably the Colorado, which was actually a baseline quality start, six and three. But um, I definitely avoided that one too. So you know, it's been all right. Uh, he's back to being kind of a standard streamer, I think, for 15s and, and 12 team leagues mm -hmm. for uh, for Gibson. For next week, he will have 
Miami. So that's an easy start. And then yeah. it sets up for a two-step at Texas and at San Diego. How do you feel about that for Kyle Gibson in two? Weeks? I think I would do that. Um, you know, as, as well as San, San Diego played good against I, righties. Yeah, they're offensively they're not the strongest with you know with you know when once you get past Machado. So yeah, they've been killing um, lefties and struggling against right. Tatis will eventually help that, but he's not back next week. Yeah, so I think yeah, I think you're rolling with him for at least another two weeks. Okay, so that's Kyle Gibson, our buddy, doing fine, but just kind of not having to break out, kind of just being. Do you himself. think that like part of the issues with Gibson are that as things warm up, he has more landscaping gigs? Absolutely. Yeah. All of a yeah. sudden, you know, he can't just put those off to the side, and that's probably yeah. why he does well. He's probably tired. He's, season. You know. Yeah. Exactly, because mm-hmm. he's doing that, like. If I need my lawn cut, I don't care if you have a start that day. Yeah, I need it cut, and if it's before yep. the game or after, I don't. It needs to be done that day. Yeah, and he's definitely going to do it before the game because it's just too late in the day. Exactly, you and know, he cares so. about his business. Yeah, that's the thing too. Like, he's not going to go half ass. Four star, yeah, four star. Long care. His land, his landscaping company is just wonderful. So that, that's you know, probably there, it. There are new people to the podcast. No, that have no idea what we're about. talking about. Yeah. No clue. Um, we're not going to explain it either. Yeah, no, I couldn't even find the basis for those jokes. I wish I could. The, the pods where we really started saying that, but uh, yeah, just just know that Kyle Gibson's a landscaper, and let's move yep. on mm-hmm. to Jose Barrios, who uh, we know has had a tumultuous season, very up and down for him. The bottom line right now is a five twenty four ERA, one forty one WHIP in fifty six and two thirds, with four wins and a twenty percent strikeout rate. Where's Jose Barrios at right now? Um, I'm gonna meme it up and go 169. You're you're a little bit further away, but I like I like the meme uh, at 147. So again, you're mm-hmm. still you're still doing pretty well on these guesses yeah. here. In typical Barrios fashion, uh, Nick Pollock, our friend over at Pitchless, calls him the great undulator, basically mm-hmm. just describing how he's always up and down. And it it really does kind of crystallize his season. The problem is with guys like this. The downs, when, when the downs are so bad that they cancel out the ups, because if you go yeah. by game score, which I think is a good shorthand, it's a, it's a metric created by Bill James. You start at 50 points, you get credits and debits based on how well you do. Anything in the mid 50s or higher is a pretty good start. Anything in the mid 40s or lower is a pretty bad start. Barrios has six starts of a 54 game score or better, ranging as high as 74, and five starts ranging 45 and below, but three of those are sub 30. That season opener that he had when he threw a third of an inning, four runs, four and two thirds, six runs on nine base runners at Cleveland and two and a third, six runs on seven base runners at the angels. So those three starts alone have just decimated the good work that he's done, but there are still more good starts than bad. So I wonder if that alters uh, your opinion of Barrios at all? Like, are you still confident in him? Are you still using him? Are you cutting him anywhere? What's up with Barrios and how are you feeling about him in shallower formats? Because I don't think you can cut him in a 15. So let's talk 12s and lower. Um, Man, like, I don't really know what to do with Barrios. <laughs> it's a lot. I know. Um, Like, he completely kind of has changed around his – Pitch mix. He's thrown the four seamer a lot less this year, uh, almost ten percent less, down to twenty six point seven percent. 
Um, Usually that benefits guys. He's not getting the uh... yeah because I mean that was that was a pitch last year that just got destroyed. And so mm-hmm. you would think like that kind of change like would have would mean better things for Barrios, um, but it has not. Um, yeah, if you, had, if you had told me he cut. If Brios had cut his fastball percentage by 10 points, I'd have said, awesome. He's probably spiking a huge strikeout rate surge or something. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, he, he's tried to throw a sinker more, um, but that's that's not helping anything, um, even though it's not a, necessarily a bad pitch. Like, I don't – it's so weird. He's allowing more fly balls um, this year than he ever has. You know, he had a 34% fly ball rate last year. It's got a, it's up to 43% this year. Um, you know, ground ball rate is down 10 uh, or is down over 10%. Um, That's rough. Like, I mean, he's not this bad, but he is definitely not even close to where you drafted him. No, because, I mean, again, when you have those bad starts, one bad start cancels out like two goodies. Right, yep. it, it's so unfair how it works. You get you get two gems and they can piss it all away with one with one bad start. So, I guess he, he's at almost ninety percent contact in the zone. Like he is man, just extremely hittable. Um, I you know like and he's also being the most aggressive he has been in his career with a sixty eight percent first pitch strike rate. Um, He's trying to attack early, and it's just not he's getting crushed. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, let me ask you this. Okay, so he's coming off just as people are starting to like cut him or talk about cutting him. He comes around and says, "Let me let me get a huge revenge game here." He beasts on his former team, the Twins. Seven innings of two run ball with three hits, two walks, thirteen punches—a career high for Barrios to kind of like quell everyone's concerns right now. Is that enough to quell your concerns? Or is there a world where you're benching and or cutting in like tens and twelve teamers for Barrios? Mm, I think you definitely have to be more judicious than you normally would be with a guy who's probably your SP two. Yeah, can um, I give you a hypothetical? Yes. Next week he faces Baltimore. Let's say he is fine. Five innings, mm-hmm. three runs, four Ks, and gets a win to kind of save it. So it's fine, but it's not special. Mm-hmm. Add that to what he's done. How would you feel again in shallow weeks? Because in 15s, I think you just got to ride it out with Barrios. Mm-hmm. How would you feel the following week at the White Sox and at the Brewers for a two-step if he's just mediocre against Baltimore? I think you, I think he becomes a question mark in 10-team leagues, um, especially if we start going through some of those other two starters. Yeah, uh, that we were we were discussing. Like, I'm starting Alex Wood, obviously Bieber. I will point um, out he starts against Detroit today too, so there will be two starts before you have to make a decision on that two step. Yeah, but one's against a Triple A team. Yeah, I know, I know. So, so, so okay, but then what do you do if he's not even that good against them? Yeah, if he if he gets raked today, yeah, um, then I'm then you're really really, feeling really scared. Bad. I I'm probably still rolling with it. But I think that's more of a matter of like I play in fifteen team leagues, and in my head, yeah. it's hard for me to translate that. Um, I can I can totally understand not wanting to start him on that. Two can you step. cut him yet though? Are you too 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 high? Like, is it that the upside's too high, or that you you pay too high of a draft cost that you don't want to cut him? Because I think the latter is not a good decision. I don't think you should keep. Yes, no. Paid. 
if, if that is the reason, because I, I had this, I, I had this discussion with someone the other day. They're like, well, I invested a, a fourth or fifth round pick in this guy. And I said, that doesn't mean anything anymore. Yeah. Um, like at this point, you know, where you drafted a guy is irrelevant. Um, you know, the question becomes, where would you draft him today if you were yeah. redrafting? What can um, you get the rest of the season? Because the, the draft cost, like, and I do it too, by the way, so I'm not throwing stones here. It's mm-hmm. hard to divorce it. Absolutely. You have to, you have to, and you have to yeah. start assessing the player for who they are. And right now, Barrios is just not himself in any, in any real way. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I, I don't think he is a top 40 starter the rest of the way at this point. I don't he's think probably I'm not, have Barrios in my he's top probably 50. not, he's probably not top 50. I'll probably um, have him around the top 50, I think, just so, off the top of my head. Even, even, I mean, I would even push on that. Why would you have him top 50? Because, I mean... I have to see where he ranks first before I can... Be, because, I mean, here's my argument. Like, he doesn't have the upside of guys that warrants his downside. Like, I think this is... It goes back to what you were just talking about. Like, like the two bad starts versus the one good. Like, he doesn't have the upside that warrants the risk of that downside. So, like, yeah, I don't know that he's a top... And I love Bruce. Like, I... Like I've been a, oh, I've been a long guy. Time. Like yeah, I mean, I, I, I thought he was gonna be an absolute ace, um, yeah. and I was wrong. Um, I and I still, s- I didn't draft him anywhere this year. But it wasn't because I didn't like him. I just was going for different things where he was going. Um, I had him 18th, and I moved mm-hmm. him up from 29th. I should have kept him 29th. Mm-hmm. But I, I was really bought in. My last ranking, I was like, yeah, I'm in. And I actually got lucky because I didn't get him either. But it was because. Uh, I missed him. I got sniped. You know, I was getting bummed. Mm-hmm. Like, damn it, Brio's taken from me again. And it looks like I've been saved for myself. Projections say like a low four ZRA, a low one twos whip, and a 23, 24% strikeout rate for 124 innings. I think the volume is the big piece there. Um, a lot of guys probably don't have 124 projected innings the rest of the way. If he's that projection, what do you think of, of Barrios? Is that is that enough to be a top 50 guy isn't that where we said walker bueller was right now and where did we say bueller was bueller uh bueller was ranked 68th so there you go like he's probably oh you're saying good. with you Be- like bueller has those, those current stats yeah those I, are I, pretty I, close I, to actually, Bueller's stats Bueller's and, is even better so to your point and the whip okay. is worse but like okay. but still like i think that yeah, that puts him outside the top 60 starting pitch. Yeah, I think you're right. Maybe he's not top 50 then for Barrios. Okay. So I think, though, that hurts for me to say, honestly. It like, really, I, yeah, it's tough. I really it's a like pro Barrios show, always mm-hmm. has been. So the actionable bottom line 10 teamer, I still think he's a team streamer. I'm not cutting him yet. Yeah, I'm not cutting him either. Yeah. So same goes for 12 team. And then in 15s, he is still kind of a set it and forget it unless you've really molded a great staff that you can. Let's say he goes out and shoves today. Do you try to sell him? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Back to back. He goes back to back. back back Somebody's going to want to buy low. Yeah. Like, you know, and I'll give a discount still too. I'm not going to go out and charge full price. I'm honest. You're not going to get the value of a top 20 starter, but like you maybe get the value of a top, 30 or top 40 starter. Yep. And I think, yeah, I mean, I think that is fair. I'm with that. I'm with that. All right. So that's Jose Barrios. A little deep dive on our boy there. We are, we are bumming. Another guy that's got me bumming. 
I, I liked him even more than Barrios while we're talking about L's. I had oh, this guy you 15th. Trevor Rogers. This is a very pro Trevor Rogers show. And, you know, we should feel vindicated or at least justified in our love because the number one guy in the main event, actually not right now, but he did hit number one yesterday, Striker Jenstead, also a giant uh, Trevor Rogers fan. And if he's good enough for the number one or at least number two guy right now in the overall of the main event, he's good enough for me. He's only number one or number two because I sniped him on Trevor Rogers in that main where he's number one, number two. I absolutely bailed him out. You're in both Uh, of Strikers leagues, dude. Have fun with that. I only got one striker, and he's been. I think he's he's top forty with both. I believe he he mentioned us on uh, on the Rotowire pod this week. Yeah. I know, calling him out for his humility. Oh, he's fifty-five with the other one. He's all the way down at fifty-five. Yeah, what a bomb. so anyway. We loved Rodgers. Uh, we weren't alone. There was a big push for him. There might have been some detractors, but they weren't very loud. I felt like you were either neutral or loved Rodgers. I mm-hmm. didn't really hear much. I'm out on Trevor Rodgers. Um, like I said, I loved him. I fully believed in him. The issue, Justin, has been that the changeup simply hasn't been there this year to the degree that it was last year when it was an elite pitch. I will say last night, the uh, the June 9th start against Washington, the changeup looked the best I've seen it this year. He's had 11 starts. I've probably watched six of them start to finish at the at the very least because I'm very invested in him and I'm desperately hoping he gets better. Last night was a positive sign, but it was also Washington. Where does Trevor Rogers currently rank? All right. So oh, I'm sorry. Uh, let, me give you, let me give you the numbers. My bad. My bad. My bad. Uh, I, 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 I've got the numbers. Okay, so 558 ERA, 154 whip in 50 innings with a 20% K rate and just three wins. Oh, man. Just just okay. for our listeners then since you already so, have the numbers. So Kyle Gibson was like 140-something, you said. Yes, Kyle Gibson was 110. Mm-hmm. It was um, – Oh, no, no, yeah, it was um, – who was 140? Uh, Barrios was, Barrios was 147, yes. And he's way worse than Barrios. Well, yeah, he's, he's worse than Barrios. So I'm gonna say the 169 is that is that I go way lower. Oh god, it's like 215 or something. Huh? It's exactly 215. Stop it. Oh my god. Stop it. It's exactly 215, dude. 215 among starters, not, not overall. It's bad right now. So you get this good start now, like as you're going into the weekend, right? You're leaving with a little little juicy thought in your head of, of Trevor Rogers. But is he on the chopping block in shallower formats for you yet? Or he at should all? have already been chopped in shallower formats. I mean, you I love Trevor Rogers, but I would have caught him by now. Yeah. Um, but what about now? Let's say you kept him. Does this glimmer of hope keep you in? Or he gets um, he gets at Philly next week oh, for Trevor How Rogers. do you start him for that? I don't know. With with your eyes closed and, and a prayer? I mean, he... I have him in my in the main with with Scott um where he is in first uh, and almost first overall and I am in last and almost last overall um you're doing better in our league yeah our, our, our league's fine yeah we're tied for fourth look at us Katie's yeah. there being tied um uh yeah in in the hard part is I look at this team and I go this is not a bad team like how is it like it's doing it so uh, I mean you saw I was in 11th and 12th until I climbed like if, if you got a team like that where it's like the the rankings the the standings say you're going to be fine then just hold the course 
Yeah, the standings are not saying this team's gonna be fine. But anyways, um Oh yeah, you are literally seven hundred and first out of seven hundred and five. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's I'm fighting for not dead last in that league. Um uh so Trevor Rogers. That being said, I started him this week. Mm -hmm. Um I don't know that I'd be willing to start him at Philly. Even in a fifteen, so because this is a main fifteen teamer that you're yeah. talking about here. I'm I'm actually I'm gonna look at let's see what the what the matchups are because I mean like my other options are gonna be well are gonna be waiver wire guys because I'm I'm probably dropping. Um, uh, so I mean maybe I end up starting him and just having to roll with it because it is a fifteen team league. But who, who are you cutting? I'm looking at the squad right now. You can cut this Kyle Gibson guy. <laughs> Uh, probably oh, not. Yarbrough is going to get cut. Um, you hanging on to Winder or Winder? I've been holding on to him. Um, and I just picked him up. He just started, he just had his first rehab start. So I'm hoping he's going to be back here okay. pretty soon. Um, you so probably cut be, McCormick with Meadows coming back or at least one of your outfielders. Yeah. Yeah. I'll probably cut. Um, he's probably the worst. I'll probably cut a, uh, you know, because my pitching definitely is the thing that needs help. So, so Rogers, you're probably starting in 15, 12. No, easy now in 12. I think it's a against Philadelphia. I think it's an easier now. I don't think I would start him in a 12. Are you cutting him in 12 still after the Washington start? No, I think it tends. I'm well, I think after the Washington start, maybe I'm going to hold and kind of see. But you would have already cut him in 10s. I probably would have already You don't play any 10s, so you don't have to worry about that. I don't even play any 12s. I know. I, I envy you. I, I'm, And I'm getting killed in my 12. It's literally my worst league, and I I love doing the beat Paul Spore, especially because NFPC is kind enough to hook it up for me. But I just live up to that name every year. I just let them beat the yeah. living shit out of me. I'm dead I, I declined the beat Justin Mason league. Um, cause Cause you, yeah, you literally cut beat. out 12s. Um, though I, maybe next year what I'll do is I'll see if they want to do a beat Justin Mason DC or something like that. Oh, that's cool. Um, I actually or a, or idea. a beat Justin Mason, like um, main event qualifier or something like that. I, I like that um, idea. Um, but yeah, cause I'm just, I, I don't know. I, I suck at 12s. Okay. So, Trevor Rogers, we're pretty much holding right now if we haven't cut him because we got a glimmer of hope yesterday with the Washington start. Keep an eye on that changeup. If it's getting the swings and misses and resulting in the strikeouts the way it did yesterday, he can get back on track. He can be – you know who he can be this year. I firmly believe this, and this is why I have a hard time cutting him really anywhere. And I haven't, and obviously now I'm not going to. He can be this year's Luis Castillo. Remember how dreadful it was for a mm-hmm. long time. Three, two, three months into the season for Castillo, where he was toting like a seven ERA, and he wound up by season's end with a three ninety eight. Um, it was through June he had a five eighteen or five fourteen, excuse me, and then from July first on, Luis Castillo had a three oh four. I feel like that's the kind of trajectory that Rogers is headed on. Oh, and guess what? They both use amazing changeups. And it, it all comes down to the changeup with Rogers. Like, I yep. mean, the changeup has been the thing. It just has not been, you know, it, it's a pitch that helps the other um, pitches look better. Um, and when the changeup's not working for him and he can't command it and put it in the right spot, you know, ever nothing works. Nothing um, works. Literally nothing. Like, that's the thing too with the changeup. Like he can't go to the Rogers doesn't go to the fastball to to cover mm-hmm. it and the slider. No, everything functions off the changeup for both Castillo 
and Rogers. So I didn't even know I was going to make this link until just now. And now I'm realizing it's like a pretty strong link. And that could be your hope for Trevor Rogers. I'm not saying he will 100% get his ERA all the way down below four the way Luis Castillo did. But there's at least that hope that if the changeup comes back, Rogers can be a summer stud. Yeah. And I mean, you know, he might be on your wire. Like if he's on your wire, yeah. I think I'm picking him up just for the hell of it. You know? Yeah. Go, go just, check. I don't know that, like I said, I'm not, I don't know that I want to start him against Philadelphia, but um, I think I would. Yeah, I think he, you know, yeah, if, if you're stashing an injured guy or, you know, stashing a, you know, minor leaguer, yeah, I mean, I think I'd rather have Rodgers on the chance that he could, you know, be turning it around and be a top 30 starter the rest of the way. Yep. He's under 70% at Yahoo and ESPN, and that's not just dead leagues. Like yeah. usually if they're at 85, 90%, I'm like, okay, that could just be dead leagues, but 70, 69% of Yahoo, 66% of ESPN. He's on some waiver wires in active leagues. Yeah, you need to go check absolutely. and make sure. All right, let's finish it off on a positive note. Joe Ryan, my boy, having a good one. Uh, been having COVID for 52 years, by the way. I hope he's okay. I'm not trying to make light of it, but he's been on the COVID IL for a whole ass minute. Oh, wait, wait. actually now he got moved to the standard IL. No, no, he's on COVID IL. Oh, okay, okay. B-Ref doesn't have a COVID IL distinction. So anyway, he's been on the COVID IL for a while, but obviously beyond that, he's been excellent. 228 ERA, .99 whip, 24% K rate, and five wins in 43 and a third. For Joe Ryan, where does he rank before we get into his outlook? Okay, so we've got 220. Or 220. He had a rehab start yesterday too, by the way. Just want to throw mm -hmm. that in. So he is working his way back. Um. A sub one whip, mm -hmm. almost a strikeout in inning, and but only dubs. in four days. But only forty three innings probably puts him around twenty seven. Stop it! Are you cheating? I'm not. You're way too good at this. Is it twenty seven? Oh, okay. Very well go. done. Very there well go. done. Yeah, he I'm just and Gore. comparing it to the other numbers. Well, yeah, and that helps and you know, he's given. So I mean, yeah, just, Gore had the lower innings. I, yeah, he was I, I'm very proud of myself because I you, really you thought I, it. I thought it was going to be awful at this. The only one you um, didn't really get that close was Rogers because he yeah, was two fifteen. He was so far, uh, but all in others, my head, I actually had a better number. I just went for the meme. You went for the meme. Uh, yeah, you yeah. you did great with these though. So Joe Ryan working his way back. Like I said, had a rehab start yesterday, so he is working back from COVID. Um, I don't want to go too hard confirmation bias, man. This is what I expected, so I love him. Let's do some actual analysis. What do you think of Joe Ryan now? I think the reason I loved him so much is I thought he'd come to the league. I thought he was, you know, fully made when he comes to the league at age 25 last year. And so I didn't think there was like any sort of growing pains necessarily. He is who he is. I think he's he's good from day one. We've seen that. The only issues that he's had is he has a couple high walk games, randomly too. His first start of the season, he walked four. Then he walked three in his next four starts combined before walking five Astros. And so like randomly every once in a while, he'll have a big walk game. Otherwise, Joe Ryan's been excellent. He's cut the home run rate substantially down to 0. 0.6. Um, is Joe Ryan a legit top 30 starter rest of way? I think you can make that argument. I don't know that I'm going to have him there. You know, he conveniently, for you conspiracy theorists out there, got sick right as the ball started to change. Oh, stop. The ball gave him COVID. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, like, no, you know, Rocco Baldelli was all like, 
hey, we're, we're, they're gonna MLB is gonna be changing out the ball here, so I'm gonna cough on are your you cupcake. Okay? Yeah, are yeah. you okay right now? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm fine, Skip. No, you're not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, um, I mean, he still gives up a ton of fly balls. Uh, that being said, um, he also doesn't give up hard contact. True. Uh, we're, we're memeing, but this is a fair point. He had a 1-4 homer 9 last year. Joe Ryan lives in the zone, so solo homers can be his mm-hmm. issue. And then if he does, you know, those if he does have one of those weird spikes where he gives up 3-4-5 walks – those could be the disaster games. So far, it hasn't hurt, but he also has a 5% homer to fly ball. So I think you're right. He's going to come back to a different baseball because I, I I think it's changed. Like, this I don't, just uh, regression. Like, regression's yeah, part of it, and the weather warming up is part of it, but it's just too much offense to, to not think that they put some different balls out there. So let's push his home run rate up. Where are you getting him there? You said you might not do top 30. You can make a case. I think it's top 40. Okay, I think cool. so you're I think in the he's top 10. 40. Yeah, okay, no, cool. I, I think he's, I think at this I point, I got no problem with that then. Um, I think he's top 40. Uh, and I mean, here's the thing like, yes, his, um, his, his fly ball rate is still high, and that may lead to more home runs now that the ball is moving and, um, and, you know, it's warmed up. He also has a launch angle of 21.6 degrees, which has been shown this year to actually be somewhat of a detriment to a lot of hitters because the ball's stopping at the warning track yep. as opposed to going over. So, like, maybe he is just, you know, maybe because he gets guys to go up at such an extreme angle, he won't be as hurt as maybe it been, you know, would have been in previous years. Um, I think there is potential for him to finish as, like, a top 20 starter so I'll play it more conservative because I do think there's regression coming and say that he's probably going to be around 35, 36 for me. But I see the upside of a guy who could be finishing inside the top 20. Um, and I think that he is still not a guy that people are going to go crazy over. So like I think he's, especially if like if the team who has Joe Ryan in your league has a bunch of injuries, like you might be able to go and get him for affordable price right now. And I, mm-hmm. I would. Yeah, no, I agree. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. I thought I thought you were finishing up your point. There. No, that, that was uh, the end of my sentence. Yeah, no, I think you can get him for a pretty fair price, especially if somebody has a deeper rotation. They haven't needed him while he's been out. You say, hey, I'll take this guy off your hands. He's coming back. Let me get a starter. I love mm-hmm. Joe Ryan. I think he's good. The ERA will be higher than 228 rest of season. I do think he can be under four, though, even if the homers go up because he just doesn't walk guys uh, outside of those two random blips. He is somebody who keeps the ball like, in the zone. Like a 340 or a 330 ERA with like a 110 whip. Yes. Exactly like where I'm that, at. Yeah. And I think yeah, that's a top great. 35 starter. Yeah, I totally agree. Well, you did brilliantly on these guesses. Thank uh, you. You really nailed it. Uh, figuring out where these guys are. Just a couple other names that are playing well, just people might want to know. Nestor Cortez is seven. Kyle Wright's eight. Tarek Skubal is nine. Martin Perez is 14, which is crazy. Tyler Anderson, even after getting beat up yesterday, is 17th. Uh, Eric Lauer's 20th. And believe it or not, Clayton Kershaw is 27th. He was really good before he got hurt. He was just, yeah, he was so freaking brilliant before the injury. 180 ERA, 0.73 whips. So the fact that he only has 30 innings, and he got four wins too. Four out of five starts ended up in wins, and so that really helps boost him too. But uh, anyway, bunch of starters there, a lot of thoughts on them. Are you and Jason going this weekend? Uh, I hope so. Excellent. 
Excellent. So um, I will I will double check with him if uh, if he is not able to go, then uh, I will get a uh, I will get a replacement for him uh, because next week is Father's Day, so I That's doubt right. we will be rolling next weekend. And um, um, apropos of nothing, um, who are you bidding on this week in your Vegas main, and what dollar value oh, are you giving them? Um, let well, let me go see who is available <laughs> on the waiver wire. Uh, I can't imagine I'm bidding on anybody very much. I have 175 dollars left. You are um, a broke bitch right now. Yes, I am absolutely about <laughs> as broke as you could be. Uh, I, I I'm going to be playing dollar days here for for a little bit. I don't think I'm going to be making. Uh, double-digit bids, much less, much less triple-digit bids anytime soon. So, but for, but for those that don't know and maybe haven't listened, it's because you went on a recent spending spree to really yes. jumpstart the team, mm-hmm. and you are in fourth. So, do you feel like it that that infusion of of talent has helped? I think it has, and I think it I think uh, it will continue to. Um, so, uh, I, I I felt like I needed to be aggressive, especially with some of the players in our league being so good. You know, Scott mm-hmm. Jensen being nothing one of them. gets by um, anybody in this league. Yeah, and that's the case really in most mains. League. But I think this one, maybe I'm just overrating it because you know it's our league. But it's a bunch the, of friends, and yeah, yeah. But the degree but, of difficulty does feel higher than my yeah, previous mains, just yeah, because nothing Tanner slipped. Bell and and Jeff Zimmerman have been really really good in this yeah. league as well. And striker um, Govier has been good, and um, so like I, I just don't think it's a league where you can make a lot of mistakes. And I wanted to be aggressive um, to keep myself in in the pack, and I, I've done that so far. Uh, so we'll, we'll see, kind of. Uh, how it goes um, moving forward. My my other main, not not so much. Gorman could be your summer game changer. You paid one seventy seven for him on a, on a backup of one forty five, so a pretty solid type bid there. You know, um, it's obviously wonderful when you nail it by like one dollar, but mm-hmm. I don't think thirty two bucks at that price point. I, I, that's no, not bad. That's, that's not fine, bad at right? all. And you had to get your guy too. And the week before that, I believe was when you went on your pitching spending spree, and you got a bunch of guys. So I like. Uh, a lot of the moves that you've done here to really say, Hey, I'm putting it on the table. I need these guys and they can do well for me here. Um, so what we'll do you feel? Um, or, uh, not what do you feel, but uh, O'Neill Cruz is reportedly potentially going to make his debut this weekend. Um, I mean, he's going triple digit if you're going to ask what the price is. Yeah. I mean, he's not available in any of my leagues. Yeah. But you would go triple digit if he, if he was uh, available in one of yours. Yes, I think. I'm trying to think if there's a, a, a an amount of money I would have to have to like if I'm at four hundred or higher, maybe I think I go triple digits in a fifteen, mm-hmm. not in a twelve though. Like he is available in the beat Paul Sporer, and I'm probably more in like the seventy dollar range. And if somebody wants to go bananas, they can have them. Okay. Like, like, who am I cutting? Do, would you cut? Would you cut Jonathan Scope for him or Max Kepler? I don't know that I'd cut Kepler, but I would definitely cut Scope. You would definitely cut Scope, isn't he? I mean, he's picking it up lately. He, he, we are in the midst of the scope, scoping. But Scope isn't like a special player. I like, don't know that O'Neill Cruz is yet either. How dare you? Scope? I know. I knew that was going to elicit that reaction, but you know what? I got to be honest about. It. Um, so over the last, let's see, let's find a good arbitrary period here to gas up scope. Now over his last, uh, 16 games, 288 or 281, 299, still a sub 300 OBP, but 500 slug, 
with a couple homers and nine extra base hits. It, it's coming. As somebody watches the Tigers every day, because I like to punish myself, it's coming. It was coming with Candelario, too. I'm kind of bummed that he went on the yeah, IL, but they said it's not going to be long. They think it could be the minimum stay. Both of their I just numbers, worry about an injury like that, like if it's if it's going to reoccur in the way like Tatisas did. For uh, for, for Candelario. Candelario. Yeah, yeah, because it is um, – like it's I a said, dislocation it's, of the shoulder. Exactly. So. It's supposed to be short, but one of the when it's that when it's the subluxation of the shoulder, it can pop back up. So that is mm -hmm. always nerve wracking. But anyway, good luck bidding this week. Not too much luck against me, but I uh, hope you have a wonderful <laughs> weekend. I'll, I'll, you have more money than me. Like don't That's like true. don't That's act true. like you can't just drop an hammer. Yeah, in this league, I guess want, I like, really can't uh, pretend yeah. that. I mean, it, I'm at if I won though, I don't if want to be crazy. Yeah, but that's still t over twice what I have. Like, if I, mean, I outbid yeah. you, that's your own fault. True, true. It's or I, I just, or I, something. yeah, some, something happened and, and I just went crazy. I wonder if I did, I, did, I forgot put, that. Uh, put $11 on everyone and you will outbid me. I will me. crush you. I mean, because <laughs> I, I doubt. I can't imagine I'm going to go more than $10 or I'm going to go now, double digits in any. In a, on any I know case. we're competitors, so if you don't want to answer this, fine. Mm -hmm. But I'm looking. Who the hell's my cut, though? I've got mm. Candelario, Kepler, Detmers, Blackburn, Lorenzen, Woodruff, and Poche on the bench. Who am I really cutting there? Detmers? He's got a 383 ERA and a 101 whip. Yeah, so I wouldn't mind really cutting. Detmers. I mean, he's about the only um, one I can think I can cut right now. I mean, if I was you, I would cut this Moki Beats. I knew where yeah. go. That's that the Moki Beats. I've been thinking about cutting um, Moki because yeah. he's just not that good, and mm -hmm. I don't know. And the team he's on, Lad or whatever, they're yeah. like they're not even like they've they've done like or or, okay. or the Ryan Priestley. Um, oh yeah, definitely want to get rid of him. Yeah, again, he, bad. He's team. not even starting. He doesn't even start, dude. No, yeah. And I can't he's a reliever in this long. Yeah, I can't move uh, a roster in this long when he doesn't even start. Yeah, and I, mean, I was thinking about getting rid of this uh, Kyle Will rigged Will rigged. I don't know how to say that last name, but it's you should get rid of all the Kyles. Get rid of those every Kyle, Kyle I have. Yeah, okay. get rid of Schwarber, Gibson, and right and right yeah. rigged. rigged. Yeah. All right, enough memeing. I'm not cutting any of those guys. You cannot have them. Uh, have a wonderful weekend. We will talk on Tuesday. Take it easy.